How many times do you come during sex? If the answer's one or none, that's totally okay, fine and normal. But some people, particularly those with clits, say they can come two, five, ten, even 100 times in one sesh. Sounds kind of amazing, right? The multiple orgasm is something of a legend. Heaps of women say they can experience multiple orgasms during sex or even stack their climaxes like some kind of super orgasm. But the scientific world still can't nail it down. Like, why is it a thing? Is it really an orgasm? And why can't penis owners seem to do it as easily? Nat Tenchich here, and in this episode, we're putting the mythical multiple orgasm, the multigasm, or the morgasm, if you will, under the microscope and finding out how to achieve them for women, men, and everyone in between. So don't tune out. So how many times do you come? I'll ask it again. How many times do you come? Hookup listener Aya says she was asked this after sex once. Not did you, but how many times? Pretty presumptive, eh? Like, if I was asked that, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, hun, please. She hadn't come at all, by the way. And as is common with interactions like that, you start to wonder, shit, am I normal? Are morgasms more than norm? She'd heard of the multi, of course, but never really understood how it works. I'd had sex with this guy and he turned to me and he's like, how many times did you come? And I was like, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, but I, you know, and I don't know whether it comes from from porn or from whatever. I think there's definitely that perception among men and women as well that you can just do it. And like for a while felt like there was something wrong with me because I couldn't. Tell me about like your relationship with orgasms in general, because you said at the time when you had encountered the multi-idea, that you hadn't had one before? I hadn't had one with a partner before. Um, And I guess that's a really interesting thing that I've been kind of reflecting on within myself recently. Over over my lifetime, I've probably had like a handful of orgasms with a partner, whereas by myself, very capable, been Mm. doing it since I was a really small child. Uh, But I don't know what it is the moment that someone else is involved. I think it's more that expectation that people have of me and that expectation that men have of women or whatever. I mean, I guess it isn't isn't so specific to your gender, but there is an expectation that you will, if you are engaging in sex, that you will have an orgasm. And if you haven't, then it's a failure, which I don't believe in personally. You know, I think sex is really enjoyable. It's one of my favorite things. But, you know, I could probably count on both hands the amount of times that I've had an orgasm with a partner. Do you think that there is now more of a pressure to, you know, not just come, but to, yeah, to come many times. Yeah, I think so, for sure. I mean, I guess it always depends on the person and who it is that you're engaging with. And and also about, like, the kind of sex that you're having, if it's, like, casual sex or, or sex with the same partner. I think there's lots of different expectations involved with that. But then also, I think it really just comes down to the individual level and as an individual, what you've learned about it and... You know, sex education is so lacking that most people are getting their education from porn or or from having conversations about it. And like, you know, I've had I've had conversations with men where they're like, oh, you're so lucky that you can do that because men can't do that. And women are the only ones that can and you all can. And I found that really funny because it was like, well, in my experience, 
I've never experienced a stacked orgasm and I have had multiple orgasms in a session but that session is really long mm-hmm. um and that was one time but I've also experienced men who are able to have multiple orgasms within one session and, and that kind of thing so I don't know I think the whole the ideas and perceptions that people have about you know this experience yeah comes comes from a place of, of not a lot of knowledge or education Right, it's time to put our lab coats on and nut out what exactly is going on down there. Meet Dr. Nicole Prousey from the Libra Centre in California. For years, she's been trying to find out what's going on in our bodies and our brains when we come. And she's made breakthrough discoveries about our body's patterned response to stimulation. But even with all this experience under her belt, there is still quite a bit of mystery about the human orgasm that even Dr. Nicole can't fully explain. I think we know a fair amount about the nuts and bolts of the reflex itself. So like once the orgasm starts, we kind of know in men and women what the uh, contractions look like, what those patterns are typically. Uh, There's not a ton on it, but they're just so easy to see in the lab that we've got good data there. Where we're really unsure is how to trigger that response. Um, There is very, very little known because it's a very difficult thing to study. You know, orgasms tend to just happen once, so we can't look at them uh, with repeated trials that would be really helpful for that. And there's also a lot of movement (laughs) typical with climax. So it makes it very difficult for instruments to measure through that period. So uh, we know a fair amount about arousal and uh, higher arousal states leading up to that. But then we kind of have this big blind spot as to how exactly it's triggered. Scaling back for a second, like what do we see in the lab physiologically when an orgasm happens? The orgasm itself is 8 to 12 contractions that occur in the Uh, genital pelvic region. Uh, They start about 0.8 seconds apart and they increase in terms of the space between them until they stop. Uh, There's some variance in there, but for the most part, it is a reflex. That is, it tends to happen about the same each time for each person as they have it. Do we have any idea why this physiological response happens? There are lots of speculations (laughs) about that. For the guys, it's a little more straightforward. That is, they need to uh, expel ejaculate to be able to uh, continue our species. And so there are some theories, uh, for example, called the byproduct theory that suggests women just got lucky that some of us have this ability to climax just because guys have it and our physiology is similar. There have been some dispelled notions as well. Uh, There was one called the uterine upsuck theory that suggested women have a climax because it causes the uh, uterus to tip into the seminal pool in the vagina after after, uh, sex that helps impregnation. That seems not to be the case. Uh, So we don't really know for sure. You know, it's very much an evolutionary question where we're speculating about why this happened in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You talked about it, uh, you know, we don't get to observe it very well because it happens only once. Um, But we hear, I guess, anecdotally that lots of uh, women or at least people with um, female genitalia or vulvas and the like say that they can experience multiple orgasms in a sex session, so like I guess within the space of half an hour to an hour, let's say, um, or even stack orgasms where they can like climax again and again and again in kind of one go. So what does the science say about the multiple orgasm? We have very, very little laboratory data on people that claim they can uh, have those responses. And most of it is questionnaire to the extent we have any information about it. And so then we're relying on people 
in the U.S. case where who already don't have great sex education mm -hmm. uh, to tell us how they think their responses work. And there's also a lot of debate is like, well, how close do they have to be to be counted as the same series? You know, like, what if you have four minutes between them? Is that still multiple? So this is largely, I think, a question of refractory period. That is uh, when someone actually has these contractions. And for some women, they define, uh, they say they have a climax when they don't have these contractions, which is very confusing to us. <laughs> They're trying to study it. And, uh, you know, once they've had the experience, then we can watch and see, well, how much longer before you can or become capable of having another one. But we, we do not have good data on that at all. Certainly some people claim to be able to have many in a series, other other people claim to be able to stretch their orgasm out, you know, minutes or hours. That's never been documented. So there are lots of questions around this experience, just largely because it's not something that's going to typically be funded. And there aren't many labs that even work in this area. So it's a big, another kind of blind spot in that space. So much of um, the conversation around sex and pleasure, but particularly orgasm starts to get quite I guess, um, mythical or, you know, mythologized because, you know, people just like to talk about their experience. But, you know, um, what I find interesting about the work you're doing is you're trying to really scientifically nut down what it is that's happening when we nut, you know. Do you think we need to kind of take a more scientific approach to what's happening in our bodies when we climax? I absolutely do. And that's partly because the expectations that are created by myths. So, for example, if you have a partner who thinks, you know, oh, I had a partner who had five orgasms in five minutes, why can't you do that? You know, what's wrong with your body? So if science can say, well, that's not really possible. You know, we've looked, we've examined the cases that reported that, and we see it's actually this other phenomena that they were describing. That could be really useful for reducing the kind of demand and anxiety that some people have around the sexual response. So I think uh, just as sometimes, you know, science also can create anxiety where uh, people are often worried, well, what's normal? Am I having enough sex? And am I attractive enough to my partner if we're not having that much sex? Uh, it also can be very helpful in reducing some of those demands and anxieties that people have. Yeah, absolutely. You said there wasn't a heap of data on it, but do we have much in the way of there being a difference between the refractory period um, for men and women? Like, is there actually any data on that? As you hinted at, there's quite a lot of uh, data that self-report. So when you directly ask men and women, absolutely, a lot more women say that they can have multiple climax experiences than men uh, report having. Um, but some men also do say that they've had that experience. And so when we started to try and take some of this into the lab, the biggest thing we ran into very early on uh, was about half the women we were testing said they were having a climax when they weren't having any contractions and we didn't know that that happened and that's probably impacting <laughs> their self-report mm. so that's currently kind of where we are is there there does seem to be a big reported gap but it looks like there may be a problem with the self-reports so that questionnaires really may not be a good way to measure orgasms pretty wild to think that even when people are reporting having these intense multigasms Dr. Prowsey's research says that what you're experiencing might not technically be an orgasm, aka those 8 to 10 contractions that happen when you nut. Hold on. How? How? How is that a thing? Because when we asked hookup listeners about their experience with these beautiful mythical morgasms, they had so much to say. I'm someone who is able to have multiple orgasms pretty much every time I masturbate. Um, unless for some reason I don't have time to have more than one. 
I think once I've had that first orgasm, the subsequent ones just come really easily um, and are often a lot more intense, um, especially that second one. I think my body is just fully relaxed and um, over the hump of, of achieving that first one. And then anything after that, I find is just a lot more intense and a lot longer and a lot nicer. As a man, one of the only ways that I've been able to have multiple orgasms is through some sort of anal play or pegging. Um, and that means that you can have both prostate orgasms, which are like a full body orgasm, as well as irregular orgasms and ejaculation. Um, so, you know, if you're a guy who has never tried any sort of anal play or pegging or anything like that, um, give it a go because you don't know what you're missing out on. So a specific example of how I achieved getting the multiple orgasm would be the idea of build up. So using a vibrator to start and warm things up. The first time I did it was by myself. I took myself off for a little afternoon delight, one lazy Sunday afternoon. And with the help of my vibrator, kept playing, kept working and discovered this wonderful thing. The kind of orgasms I have now can go for an hour with multiple peaks um, and they're quite delightful things. The first one or two are usually during foreplay from a combination of oral fingering and sex toy play. The first one is from oral sex or my partner is fingering me like it needs to be a lighter orgasm and the stimulation has to stop as soon as I come, otherwise I feel too sensitive. Then when we have penetration, I can stimulate myself and orgasm again. If I'm in the mood and we're in for a long session, I'll have a little break so I can come once more. Each successive orgasm is a little harder to get to, but I never put any pressure on myself to come anyways. There are at least three different types of orgasm that I experience. The first is often from clitoral stimulation because it gets me there a bit faster. But I find the second one is usually better. It's like a deeper full body orgasm, which is often an internal one. I think the biggest barrier for me have been feeling self-conscious and overthinking it. So I try not to focus on the orgasm itself and just enjoy the experience. The way that I would describe how it feels is that it's just a massive build up and, and it feels like an eruption. And the feeling is ultimate relief and you feel excited and just literally happy. Okay, so it might not really be an orgasm, but lots of people are saying that they are really having these experiences. And maybe I'm not alone here, but I'm a little bit obsessed with knowing that the orgasm I had was real. I often, when I come, ask my partner if he felt it, like felt the contractions. I know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else does that, but maybe it doesn't really matter. Clinical sexologist Naomi Hutchings says she spent years talking to couples and individuals about their sex lives. And when it comes to multiple orgasms, she's heard it all. Yes, even somebody who's had them 100 times, which, oh my goodness, sounds just like kind of exhausting. She says while we don't have a lot of hard data on the multigasm, people are certainly experiencing hot, repeated pleasure. And maybe that's what really matters. Yeah, I know this. what the science might be a little bit telling us. No, that's not exactly what's going on. But from what I hear all the time, 
is that yes, people absolutely believe that that's what's going on. They report this all the time. Yeah, I'm going to say like I've been pressing the um, the skeptic stance because I'm meant to be here and balanced, but I believe I have had multiple orgasms. So yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, completely yeah, think it's a thing. <laughs> so Naomi, like we heard from Aya a little bit earlier who is curious about like how to achieve it. You know, like she's struggled to have just an orgasm, one orgasm in the past. So how might you go about um, working on getting yourself up to multiple orgasms? I think one of the things first off is obviously this was a hard one if you've got pressure coming from everywhere, but that not to put pressure on yourself and that if you just sort of can can go into each sexual experience with just going with the flow and seeing what's going to happen and that it may or it may not is is sort of a, a helpful way to, pardon the pun, come at it. Um, but I do think I notice particularly those folks who have a vagina uh, and uh, have sex with folks with a penis have often um, not even had the chance to experience it because quite often the sex that they have had, it's ended after the person with the penis has ejaculated and then it's just stopped. And I think for a lot of people, until they've had that sort of space to actually go, oh, I, I want to see what keeps, uh, what happens if I keep um, stimulating myself or doing something, you know, whether that's um, in your head and things like that, and then found that they actually are able to have more than one orgasm. So a lot of people haven't actually tried. Yeah. So writing it out, tell me about how you get into that space. First off, obviously, again, it's the no pressure, but I suppose you've also got to work out, um, you know, what it is that helps you do that. And for some people, you know, they won't be able to, they report saying that, you know, it's way, way, way too sensitive to touch their clitoris. But Mm. we know that lots of people, if they maybe try some penetration, I suppose, again, it's about exploring because everyone's going to be different. People tell me all sorts of things. So I suppose a trying not to have pressure there to do that but usually if you continue some sort now for a lot of people they'll you know that's more clitoral stimulation and again when i say that that's the outside the whole clitoris is also inside the body so even if you're penetrating your the you know the wall of the vagina if all your um clitoris is swollen it's touching you know the whole area is sort of swollen so i think um that's helpful this is the thing it's it's an exploration you've got to try and see what it is because everyone's going to be different go with whatever's happening at the time it might be different next time and that's okay yeah like i guess like hold some mindfulness and then kind of ride that that feeling out yeah i mean if they're in their heads and thinking about sexual stuff that can be helpful but if they're in their heads and talking or thinking of other things it's really um often for most people that i always say to people the more you think about it and try and get there often it's the worst thing you can do so yeah we talk about you know really getting in your body and that is um, a practice just like it is with anything you've got to practice sort of you know focusing again back on what can you hear what can you smell what can you taste um that kind of stuff just kind of getting you back in so you can um really tap into your pleasure yeah 100 percent. a large part of this conversation is the fact that it's like kind of supposedly culturally given that women or you know uh, vagina owners vulva owners clitoris owners can just have them um and dudes like can't talk to me about men can men have multiple orgasms yeah look folks with penises can they talk about that around not the actual ejaculation it's the feeling so again remember this is subjective and as in the feeling and people sometimes say to me they feel it over their whole body but yes lots of people talk about having this sort of um orgasm 
before ejaculation or so yeah absolutely i've i've heard this and often it's also um, from anal play or the prostate there's lots of ways folks do that and talk about feeling it all over their body and having a much sort of uh, a different experience than the ejaculation yeah totally and i i quickly want to ask too about the stacked orgasm so i guess it's like that that super orgasm where you come and then you like kind of go down a little and you come again and again and again and again is there a, yeah. a way to make that happen? Because I'm sure if you've heard about it, that sounds like some shit you want to try. <laughs> I mean, look, this is the thing, right? We hear about all sorts of things. It's the same when we're talking about ejaculation. Um, but yes, uh, people talk about like something sort of like edging where they kind of get almost sort of where they feel like they, they're maybe going to have their orgasm and they stop, they pull back and they do that a lot. So a lot of so people talk about holding off, edging, whatever they're holding off. And then eventually when they allow themselves to orgasm, they report feeling almost like sometimes people say to me they they can feel like they're having five orgasms all at once. They're riding it and it goes for a very long time, much longer than when they wouldn't have done that. So the takeaways on how to achieve that multigasm are twofold. Get into that good headspace and take the pressure off yourself and your partner. Like Naomi said, one of the worst things you can do in the bedroom is solely focus on getting to the orgasm. The more you think about it and try to get there, the more pressure there is. So she says we need to stop being so goal-oriented when it comes to sex. We're not focusing on, you know, letting go of those expectations so people can just have fun. Rather than sex being something that you do, you have this experience and, and, it, and each time might be different. I often talk about, you know, why do we do this with sex when other things, you know, when I'm talking to my clients, you know, you might go on a date and it's just absolutely fabulous. Everything's lighting up. The dinner's amazing. Conversation's great. And then other times it's totally different and you can still have a good time and in anything, catch-ups with friends, whatever. But with sex, um, yeah, people get super disappointed and also feel like failures or broken or they tell me I'm not doing, often men tell me, there's people with people, penises will say I'm not doing my job properly I'm like it's not your job to get your partner off together if there's two of you we'll work on how you can facilitate each other's pleasure but it's not your job yep it's pretty ironic that to help you achieve one orgasm let alone multiple you're better off just not even trying to get there in the first place so get out of your head be in the moment and remember practice makes fireworks and hey despite what the science does say about orgasms. Dr. Nicole agrees that it doesn't matter what technically happened in the moment, contractions or not, because if you felt yourself climax, it's real enough. If you're having pleasure and you're calling something a climax, then for God's sake, don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Take your orgasm away and uh, tell you that's not real. You know, you can't call that this. Um, You should absolutely enjoy whatever the response is that you have. Uh, It's more just for the sake of being able to understand what the physiology around it is. Of course, you know, we have to be more constrained in what we label that. There's always the possibility as well that, you know, these women who are uh, reporting having an orgasm when they don't have contractions, maybe they're having some other unique brain experience that we just haven't identified yet. You know, it's possible. We just don't have a lot of data in that space. Oh, Dr. Nicole, definitely a lesson I needed to learn. So fact or fiction aside, if you feel like you're having orgasms or stacking them up, then don't let anyone say otherwise and just ride that wave, baby. And if you're not getting there, don't put pressure on yourself either. Just really enjoy each moment of pleasure and ride it out for the experience that it is. It's not a job you have to do or a goal you have to reach, okay? I hope this episode has helped. 
As always, if you have a question, love or sex dilemma, hit us on Instagram at Triple J The Hookup or email thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you next time.